0: in that
2: case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time
0: to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings Uh-oh. that large should not run as fast as Mackay Becton did. Davis still going and he's
2: into the touchdown.
0: Hit immediately Q-in-A-S. when he got the handoff. You know and that's <laughs> the QA. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you.
3: From the PlayLikeAJet.com a jet.com digital studios. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at play like a jet one. And we're doing another edition of Outside Looking In where we take a look at the Jets from outside the Jets bubble. We call in somebody who follows the division so he has a vested interest in seeing what the Jets are doing and evaluating it. But looking at it from a non-fan perspective, Brian Noe from NBC Sports Northwest and 620 Rip City Radio came on to talk about the Jets from the Dolphins' point of view. Let's just say he wasn't very kind to the Jets, and let's just say you let him know it. (laughs) You really filleted him on Twitter for that. Didn't like his perspective. Our friend Drew Gear, who is the host of the Rockpile Report, came on and gave a more balanced opinion, I think, of what the Jets did in the offseason. And everybody loves Drew because, as he likes to say, he's the pettiest Bills podcaster, and we appreciate that, and he's got a good sense of humor. So we like to go back and forth. And now a first-time guest Somebody who covers the New England Patriots Comes highly recommended to me from Drew And Drew's word is gold around here So I'm glad he was able to take a few minutes He covers the New England Patriots For Locked On Patriots And now, this just announced He is also going to be covering the Patriots For Sports Illustrated And I'm going to say his name the way Drew does There's a little bit of a controversy going on About the way his last name is pronounced But I'm a New Yorker So I'm going to say it the New York Italian way Mike DeBatte Joins the show right now to talk about the Jets From a New England Patriots point of view Mike, thanks for coming on And also congratulations on the gig with SI
2: Scott, it's a pleasure to join you. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, thank you for the kind uh, introduction and uh, thank you for the congratulations. It means a lot. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this season. It's going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be a really good season in the AFC East this year for all the guff that this division takes. I think you've got four teams that are capable of making noise in their own way. So uh, I might be a little more complimentary toward the Jets than most. Jets fans would think a Patriots guy would be. Uh, I like the budding seedlings of what I see there in uh, Gangrene Nation. So, uh, yeah, let's get to it, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And of course, feel free to pick my brain on any Patriots-related matter as well, But
3: I'll tell you this, and I said this to a couple of people that I know that root for the Patriots when it happened. I really, really liked The Mac Jones draft pick at number 15. Patriots didn't have to move anywhere. They got a young quarterback that they have a chance to build up and perhaps become the guy that's there for the next 10 to 15 years. And that's what you've seen across that division now. You saw Josh Allen and Sam Darnold, unfortunately Darnold didn't work out and now he's in Carolina, but Allen looks like right now the top dog in the division for Buffalo. And then of course you have Tua Tagovailoa who got drafted by the Dolphins last year, struggled. We've heard stories about him struggling in mini camp and OTAs. We'll see where that goes this year. And then of course the Patriots with Mac Jones and the Jets with Zach Wilson. But we'll get to Zach Wilson in a bit. First, I wanted to ask you what you thought of the Robert Sala hire It's been a very popular hire here With Jets fans I put a poll up 97% of Jets fans That voted in this poll Said that they were very happy With the hiring of Robert Sala And let me tell you something Mike It's very rare that you could get 97% of Jets fans to agree on anything But especially to get 97% of Jets fans to agree that something is good for the team, that is next level. You almost never see that. So I was curious what you thought as a Patriots fan and somebody who follows the league and covers the league, what were your thoughts on the Jets bringing in Robert Sala as their next head coach?
2: I love the move. I think it was the right move for the Jets. I think it was the right move for Robert Sala. I think he gives them a an ability to be able to pull upon Salah's great experience that he's got in San Francisco, but also the fact that he's very akin to his players. He's someone that's going to listen to this team. He's someone that's going to get the most out of his players, but he's also someone who's very detail-oriented, very skill-oriented, and he's going to put both of those together and I think put a very good team out on the field. I know Jets fans have had their... Uh, opinions up and down on Adam GaSe last year and the year before, and then you know previous years, and they're coming off of a little bit of like a once bitten twice shy type thing with him. But you see the rallying that they're doing around Robert Sala, and I think it's absolutely 100 accurate. Um, I, I like what he's going to bring to the table. I really will think he's going to be a great coach for a guy like Zach Wilson, who's going to come in as a young quarterback with all the talent and the the upside in the world, um, an opportunity to really put his stamp or put his um you know the, the basically to be able to put his uh, um uh, thumbprint on this defense and also be able to work with a pretty talented offense i think there are a lot of young offensive players on this roster that are going to be capable of uh, you know doing some good things so i love the move for sala and it doesn't surprise me that jets fans are happy with it they should be this was the right one
3: did you like the coaching staff that he put together
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, there's only so much to be said about a head coach. What you need to do is you need to take a look at your supporting cast and the guys that are going to be able to be around you to be able to, uh, you know, to put forth a winning team. Not for anything, I'll pull a little bit on uh, New England Patriots experience. We've seen Bill Belichick do that up here for years, surrounding himself with good, strong, solid coaches, guys that know how to get the maximum ability out of their players, whether it be someone like a Dante Skarniecki on the offensive line or whether it be someone like a Matt Patricia or even a Brian Flores on the defense. Those guys moved on to uh, bigger and better opportunities. All right, Patricia's back with the Patriots now in an undisclosed role. Uh, Well, I shouldn't say that. It kind of is disclosed, but – you know it you surround yourself with smart capable football players and you surround yourself with smart capable football coaches that's what robert sal is doing as a first-time head coach in this league you need to do that and you need to surround yourself with guys that are going to be familiar with your style but are going to allow you to be able to grow the uh, the talent that you have around you i think the jets are doing the right thing
3: it is
0: ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win
3: In free agency, the Jets made a couple of splashes, but they didn't go too crazy. The two big names were Corey Davis at wide receiver and Carl Lawson at edge rusher. And there were some other pieces that were brought in in free agency. Keelan Cole, a solid wide receiver, (coughs) Sheldon Rankins on the interior defensive line and several others. But the two big names, of course, Davis and Lawson. What did you think overall of the Jets' strategy in free agency and what their ultimate results were after they made all their signings?
2: I like their strategy in free agency. They knew that they needed help at the wide receiver position they went out and got Corey Davis who I think is a versatile enough wide receiver that's going to give them the ability to make plays he can drop back he can play in the slot he can give you an opportunity to make jet sweeps out of the backfield but he's also capable of running routes and giving you some yardage that way so I like the addition there I think the fact that he's going to be added to guys like Denzel Mims Elijah Moore may be one of my favorite picks in the draft I know we'll get to the draft in a little bit but I think Davis's ability to work with guys like Mims and someone like an Elijah Moore and then, of course, a Jamison Crowder as an incumbent coming in, I really think this is going to shore up that wide receiver core and give Zach Wilson a great number of weapons to work with this year. Maybe you're not going to see top-of-the-level contention in that team right now but you're going to see seedlings of what this offense is capable of and I think Jets fans are going to enjoy it you mentioned Lawson on the defense and that's something that I think is going to be uh, a welcome addition for them the Jets in the past have always prided themselves on having guys that could get after the quarterback ball hawking defenders that were not afraid to put their body out there go after make plays and get after the quarterback and really lessen the yards that your opponent is going to be able to get when you have effective edge rushers it allows you to funnel in uh, tighten up the interior of that defensive line and stop the run things that the Jets have had difficulty doing in the last couple of years although I really have always been high on the Jets defense I think they haven't gotten enough credit for the last couple of years because of the offensive woes that they've had but That's going to stop this year. I think they're going to have uh, a good amount of offense to go along with that defense. And because of that, I think the Jets are going to be better than people think.
3: Mike, Sam Darnold was a guy that was drafted in 2018 to play quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. He was supposed to be the answer to the problem that has plagued the Jets for a really long time. They've had good quarterbacks, but they've never had... That elite quarterback, guy that could be a top 5 to top 10 guy for 10 to 15 years And unfortunately, Sam Darnold ended up not being that guy After three years, he's gone, traded to the Carolina Panthers After having a historically bad third season here for the Jets Number one, how surprised were you to see it end this way for the Jets and Sam Darnold? And number two, do you think they made the right move by deciding to trade him?
2: I think, uh, yes, they did make the right move by deciding to trade him. And, yes, I was a little surprised to see it end the way it did with Sam Darnold. But I think a lot of that was the coaching mismatch that was there between and Gase. I don't think Darnold has ever really quite deployed the way he should have been, if I'm being honest. Um, I think a fresh start for Sam will be good in Carolina. I think he can be a solid quarterback there. But at the same time, the Jets saw the opportunity to go for a guy like Zach Wilson, and they have to make that move. And I'd make it any day of the week and twice on Sunday. They made the right decision here. I love what he's going to be able to do. Um, it really is going to be interesting to see the relationship he's going to develop with Michael Flores, offensive coordinator. Looking forward to seeing those two guys grow in that role and really develop that type of relationship that good offensive teams have. I'm going to invoke the name of Tom Brady. I'm sorry, Jets fans. I know that's a sore (laughs) subject, but I watched Brady and McDaniels be able to do some pretty impressive things together because each one of those guys knew the other really better than they knew themselves. (laughs) Tom knew what uh, Josh was going to call before Josh was ready, and Josh knew what Tom was going to do before even Tom was ready to do it on the field. This is the type of battery relationship that I think could be budding there. Now, I'm not going to talk it up too much. I'm not going to say... Uh, You know that they're gonna oh immediately they're gonna click. There's gonna be growing pains, but at the same time, I really do believe that uh, this is the right fit. But Darnold, again, I mean, there were just there was some you know there were just some negativities right from the beginning. Of course, Patriots fans always remember the game where uh, the uh, the the boogeymen made him see ghosts, Uh, and I don't think he ever quite lived that down up here in New England. But uh, you know, Darnold is an effective quarterback. He's got a very good arm. I think he's got pretty good instincts. Um, Again, I just think that. Uh, the offensive line that the Jets surrounded him with uh, was very porous and it really didn't allow him the protection that he needed. was running around out there for his life. I think Carolina will give him a little bit better protection in that regard. That being said, I think the Jets have done a pretty good job of trying to beef up their uh, their offensive line as well. I love the pick of Elijah Vera Tucker, by the way. So you know, I think there's uh, there's some good stuff to uh, to really uh, you know bite on to with the Jets. But ultimately, I think they made the right call in moving on from uh, from Sam Donald and bringing in Zach Wilson.
3: Since you brought up Elijah Vera Tucker and Zach Wilson, let's start with them. I want to get your thoughts on the draft, but those two guys specifically first. Zach Wilson the number two overall pick there's a lot of debate going on should the Jets pick Wilson maybe Trey Lance maybe Justin Fields they end up going with Wilson I think the general consensus is that Wilson was the second best quarterback but there was certainly a lot of debate going on I was curious what your thoughts were looking in from the outside as far as what they should have done with that pick which quarterback they should have taken and then Elijah Vera Tucker There have been a lot of people in the analytics community that have criticized the move the Jets made. Not that they don't like Elijah Vera Tucker, but that they think giving up two third-round picks to go up to 14 to grab a guard was too much. I don't personally agree with that. I think if you feel that Elijah Vera Tucker is an elite prospect who can help protect your prized investment, the number two overall pick, the quarterback Zach Wilson at BYU for the next 10 to 15 years, go make the move. That's why you got all that extra draft capital in these trades. But obviously these analytics guys felt differently. What do you think? Would you have picked Wilson at number two? Would you have gone in a different direction, a different quarterback? And did you like the Elijah Vera-Tucker trade-up? I know you said you like Vera Tucker, but would you have made that move getting aggressive and giving up that capital to move up to 14 to get him?
2: Yeah, I mean, moving up to get Elijah Vera Tucker is a little bit of a stretch in some people's imagination. I'm very high on the player, so in my opinion, I don't think the Jets made a bad move. Is it something that I would do every day of the week? I don't know. I mean, it really depends on the type of capital. As for taking Zach Wilson second overall, I completely agree with the pick. There's no question about it. To me, he was clearly the second best quarterback in this draft, and you can make the argument that maybe he might be, uh, you know, on his way to being the best uh, in this. uh, Uh, in this draft i think trevor lawrence has the highest upside but you look at what wilson is going to be able to bring to the jets uh great athleticism overall he can escape he can evade pressure both in and out of the pocket a lot of people think this is a pure pocket passer that just has a great arm uh he's able to evade he really has some great movement um i think that athleticism can make him a pretty viable threat with the zone reads giving his opponents another dimension, things to look for. These are things that the Jets have not had in the last couple of years. And Zach Wilson, I think, in the right environment, given the opportunity to develop this talent, is really going to showcase that. And I think you'll see little bits and pieces of that in 2021, but even even a little bit beyond that, I think you're going to see his ability to uh, to do that. He's very clutch. Uh, there's no question about it. We've seen so many instances of BYU during the 2020 season uh, where he can play with poise. He can play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he really is the definition of a high NFL draft pick. So I really, really like this pick, and I think the Jets absolutely made the right move when it comes to Tucker. You need protection, especially for a young quarterback and a young offensive lineman coming in like Elijah Vera. Tucker is going to pair well with guys. Guys like Makai Becton, uh, someone like a George Fant, you know, they're they're going to be able to you know work within the realm of this offensive line that they have and find a good balance. So I like both players right now, and I really I like the uh, the moves that they made.
3: Let's talk about the rest of the draft, Mike. They went out, they got Elijah Moore at number thirty four, and we know from Flight twenty twenty one, the documentary that the Jets put out that Moore most likely would have been the pick at number 23 if they hadn't moved up to get Elijah Vera Tucker at 14. And then they went and got Michael Carter, the running back, in the fourth round. He most likely would have been a pick in the third round if they'd kept both of their third round picks. Again, we learned that from Flight 2021. But these are things that we had heard hinted about before anyway. I was curious what you thought of the overall draft strategy of loading up on offense. It seemed to me that they were trying to learn from the mistake that they made with Sam Darnold, where they drafted him but just didn't give him enough help right out of the box. They seemed to want to make sure they do not do that with Zach Wilson, that they go ahead and give him all the weapons that he's going to need right off the bat. And then also, I was curious what you thought about the rest of the draft. The Jets went out and got a lot of defensive players late. It seemed like the strategy was... Let Robert Sala go out, pick a lot of scheme diverse, position diverse types of players that he likes and see if he can mold them into guys that can be useful pieces here for the Jets. So what'd you think of what they did overall here in day two and in day three of the draft?
2: Yeah, I think the Jets had a solid draft, and I think what you've seen from a number of draft experts and analysts throughout the last couple of months since the draft has uh, concluded is they would agree with that. They would agree that the Jets had a very solid draft from start to finish. I said just a few moments ago that Elijah Moore was one of my favorite picks uh, overall, uh, not just by the Jets, but really, I think, in terms of value and in terms of what they were able to grab. When they got this kid, he can align outside, he can align in the slot. I think he's primarily going to be a weapon in the slot, but he can return kicks. He's got great agility, great, great quickness, um, and, and I think in a lot of ways uh, what he brings to you is so valuable when it comes to yards after the catch, uh, and I think this kid is going to be a really, really strong uh, you know, player with that regard. In the running back position, you mentioned Michael Carter, and I think in a lot of ways this could end up being one of the better steals. I think in, in the uh, in the, the you know the draft as well, uh, a guy that can run for a lot of different styles, uh, and, and I like the uh, the job that he's going to be able to do there. The Jets focusing on defense in the latter part of the uh, of the draft is smart because you want to stockpile at certain positions get guys in that you know can be productive even if they don't have 2021 written all over them you want to get good solid players that you can develop that you can uh, mold into your system robert sal is a great defensive mind so i'm looking at him coming in here and being able to really again put his thumbprint on the defense of the new york jets overall i really i was very impressed by their draft i thought they had one of the better hauls and throughout the nfl
3: Based on everything you've said about the draft And free agency, I'm going to go ahead And guess that you probably Believe that Joe Douglas is doing a pretty Good job for the Jets, especially Considering the mess that he inherited Right?
2: Absolutely, and Look, you know, the thing about Joe Douglas And the thing that I'm so impressed that he's Done is going after... Um, ways to improve the play of the offensive line and when you have a young quarterback like Zach Wilson you need to do what you need to do to protect him Joe Douglas is a former offensive lineman himself he invested a lot of uh, you know first round picks a lot of high draft capital in building a young offensive line mentioned earlier mentioned Mekhi Becton Uh, you know you mentioned George Fan on the other side that's the second year of his three-year contract that he's in right now Um, there's something to be said about building a solid offensive line and again I've watched the New England Patriots do that up here in Foxborough for years, getting guys in that can anchor this offensive line, give the quarterback protection and be able to not only allow uh, facilitation of the running game, but also allow the quarterback enough time in the pocket to be able to step back and make throws. So that to me is the biggest priority of the Jets, especially the last couple of years. And Joe Douglas has done a great job at being able to do
3: it. Mike, as somebody who knows the division well, so you understand the dynamics of the intra-division matchups, the Jets are going to have to play the Dolphins twice, they're going to have to play the Bills twice, they're going to have to play the Patriots twice, in addition to the other teams on their schedule. When you look at this squad and what the roster has shaped up to be for 2021, what are your expectations for them? What do you see them doing this year?
2: Uh, Well, I'm probably not going to endear myself to a whole lot of your listeners here, but I still think the Jets are uh, looking up at the rest of the division right now. Now, I don't think that's going to be for too much longer, and it would not shock me to see them climb out of the cellar, especially if a team starts to sputter. If we see Tua Tagovailoa struggle a little bit, being the full-time quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, does that mean that that team is not the same team that they were last year? I think the Dolphins are pretty solid on both sides of the ball, but again, it's going to come down to quarterback play. The team that I cover, the New England Patriots, there is no slam dunk that they are going to be neck and neck with the uh, the Buffalo Bills this year, despite of what a lot of people in New England are going to tell you. Again, it's going to come down to quarterback play. They've done a great job of beefing up not only their offense, but also their defense, filling a lot of holes on this team last year. But if Cam Newton starts to struggle, he's not giving you what you need. All of a sudden, you have to throw Mac Jones into the Wolves early on. Mac's been showing some signs of – proficiency in this offense in minicamp but let's be honest Scott there's only so much that you can tell from mini camp. there's no pads there's no competition they're basically throwing out there at that point and going through the motions you're not going to find out what these teams are really made of until those pads come on until you start seeing some action in the preseason and dare I say it maybe even into the first two weeks of the regular season so right now I look at the Buffalo Bills still being the class of the AFC East. I still think this is their division to lose. I look at the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots kind of duking it out there for maybe the second or the third slot. And then right now, I still look at the uh, the New York Jets right now looking up simply because it's a rookie quarterback. It's still a young team. There's still a lot of young players that need to develop. But that doesn't mean there's not a bright future in the Meadowlands for the Jets. I really love the team that they're building. And if it's not this year, it's going to be a lot sooner than people think.
3: A lot more sunshine than most Jets fans would expect from somebody who covers the Patriots for a living. But I'm always glad to hear it. Mike Diabate, who is the host of of Locked On Patriots and also covers the Patriots for Sports Illustrated. Mike, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your insights. Really appreciate it. Also, once again, congratulations on the gig at SI. For people that want to check out your work, follow you on Twitter. How can they do that?
2: Oh, first of all, thank you, Scott. It's been my pleasure to speak with you on uh, the Jets and uh, always happy to come back whenever you'd like me to do so. Uh, If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me on the Bird app, as my good friend Mark Schofield would say, on Twitter, at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. You can follow all my written work, at PatriotMavenSI, also found on Twitter. And, of course, you can hear me each and every day on the Locked On Patriots podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
3: There you go. Make sure that you subscribe to Mike's podcast, Locked On Patriots. It's always a good idea to get intel on the enemy and read his work at Sports Illustrated <laughs> as well. Check out everything we're doing too at PlayLikeAJet.com. Charmin Phillips got a really good piece up about the documentary that the Jets did, Flight 2021. He reviewed it and went through all the key pieces. We've got some great videos up on our YouTube channel too. Luke Grant put together a great one of Zach Wilson. Another really good one of Elijah Moore. Both Michael Carter's and more. It's all up. Plus, Kayla Pace's commentaries, Pace's playbook They're all there too And if you haven't given us a 5 star review on iTunes yet If you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content You know where to go That's PlayLikeAJetDigital and PlayLikeAJet.com
0: plus